Hi, and welcome to Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. The heart of Ignite is focused on passion, purpose, and positivity. My desire is that as you listen, you will be refreshed and encouraged to find your spark and make a difference right where you are. Welcome to Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and today I have a good friend with me. His name is Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. Eric, um, let's give a little bit of background. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I grew up in Seattle. I grew up um, out in the forest, actually, away from the city. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then about eight years ago, I came here to Tucson. Mm-hmm. And it took about five years for me to appreciate it here, but I'm pretty happy and I met my, my wife now, so I'm pretty happy in Tucson. That's awesome. Eric, I think you're a very interesting individual. Um, just, the, just the way you view the world, I think is really unique and I wish that more people could view the world the way you do. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, one of my commitments is for people to be able to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So the more I hear people um, express themselves, the more I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And yeah. part of that is expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, before we started recording, we were talking about who we used to be, and you had said, I'm not a fan of who I used to be. And do you want to, um, if you're comfortable, do you want to tell a little bit about who you used to be and how you came to be who you are today. Uh, sure. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. So right. without unpacking everything, uh-huh. um, I believe we wind up um, kind of who we are mm-hmm. based on our past experience. And it happens pretty automatically. Yeah. So who I wound up being in life is not who I want to be these days. So I'm not who I used to be, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, what questions do you have about that? Well, you used to be, well, so right now you're a very open person mm-hmm. and you used to not be that way. You used to be very opinionated and, um, sure. ca- for so, lack of a better word, you used to be kind of abrasive, yeah. but you're not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can engage with literally anyone. Back when you met me, I had no filter mm-hmm. in, in what, how I spoke. Yeah. And I still don't tend to have a filter. Right. Um, how would I put that? But, but these days I, I'm not about being on loudspeaker. I just don't want my mind to say everything. Yeah. And before I was saying everything that came up in my mind mm-hmm. and it wasn't, um, really helpful with my relationships. Mm-hmm. What did you find happening in relationships when you just spattered off your opinions? I felt disconnected from people. Mm-hmm. And while I had no trouble making friends, there was a lot of insecurities and awkwardness. Mm. And I felt like it was hard to be with certain people with opinions and it was hard to be with myself. Yeah, yeah. You, you yourself found it hard to be with yourself. Well, yeah, when I, I make somebody upset yeah. and then I'm with them, that's a hard thing to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to me a, a real relationship when you're Right. Messing something up and then staring at them and then yeah. Yeah. wondering why you're not enjoying this experience. Mm-hmm. 
So what was the what was the turning point for you that made you decide I want to be a different person? I want to change how I've been interacting with people and I want to be better. Uh, there's lots of of little moments. Um, two of the biggest moments in my life was one becoming a Christian hmm. and and really developing as a Christian over time. Like when I was first a Christian, I, I thought I had things down pretty well. Right. But now I see the journey journey never ends. We were talking about that earlier. Right, right. And then I did some personal development with Landmark, which is mm -hmm. to me sort of a, a weird business, but they were very <laughs> helpful yeah. in, in how I've developed myself and what I care about. Like mm -hmm. one thing I picked up was I'm not who, I'm not just my wants and, and who I like in life. Yeah. There's actually things I care about that mm -hmm. have nothing to do with what I want mm -hmm. or whether I like someone or not. Right. For instance, my grandma, um, I love my grandma dearly, mm -hmm. but I can't say I always like her. I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but really me liking my grandma has nothing to do with my relationship with her. I love mm -hmm. her so dearly mm -hmm. and I want to be there for her. Yeah. But before, like, I wouldn't be there for her because there's things about her mm -hmm. I didn't like or I couldn't be with. Yeah. And then it goes to like my wife Pilar's parents. I used to butt heads with them mm -hmm. every time I ran I ran into them. Mm -hmm. And after years of butting heads with those two, <laughs> I started liking Pilar's mom as a person. I thought she mm -hmm. was great and she treated me well. Yeah. And as I cleaned up my relationship with her father, mm -hmm. I found I really liked and respected him too. Mm -hmm. And those are some of the pivotal moments, you know, yeah. growing, there's becoming a, a Christian. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've never experienced such peace in my life yeah. after, after, well, reading the Bible and praying yeah. Yeah. And, and getting to know Jesus. Wow. Like, you know, it feels like kind of cliche to say, but that's mm -hmm. really what was going on. I feel so much peace when I, when I think about Jesus and I, mm. when I walk into church and I always hated church. So <laughs> to experience peace when I'm walking mm. in and when this COVID stuff's over, I really get to walk into church again. Yeah, that'll it's, be great, won't it? Yeah, it's something I, I look forward to. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. mean, I can develop such opinions throughout the week. Right. And then to be at church and community and listen to the pastor, mm -hmm. I don't experience that level of peace anywhere else. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I care very much about my wife. Mm -hmm. So uh, even though it's not always easy, I think relationships and marriages are some of the messiest relationships I could ever imagine. Right. And I care about her so much that there's no way I'm going to keep being the person I wound up in life. I'm not going to be an explosive person and I'm not going to mm. go around spouting off my mouth to everyone, especially the people I care about, if it's yeah. not going to be um, helpful to, to my relationship with them. Mm. You know, you said something really interesting there a second ago. You said, I don't want to be the same person that I wound up being. Mm -hmm. That suggests you were not being intentional in the past. No. Like I grew up, I grew up very liberal. My parents were both Democrats. Mm -hmm. And my opinion was pretty simply that 
liberals were reasonable. They were the reasonable political party, mm -hmm. and the conservatives were bad. Right. And as I I looked at that, you know, I wasn't really thinking for myself. Mm. I just went along with what I had heard and the people in my life. Yeah. What what they thought. Mm -hmm. And as I began thinking for myself, I'm not totally against liberal or conservative ideology, mm -hmm. but I have my own opinions that are, are very personable, mm -hmm. personal. Right. And it, it doesn't have to do with what I used to think. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Um, what would you say to people who are, <sighs> I'm not I, so I'm not trying to get political here, but let's address the elephant in the room. Like obviously, with COVID and with elections coming up, people are taking sides. Like mm -hmm. people are claiming my side's right, your side's wrong, and vice versa. Um, and walking through that and seeing both sides, what would you say to people to encourage them to um, to start working together more? Well, I imagine like. I'm not for defunding the police, mm -hmm. but I was talking with my brother who's very liberal, mm -hmm. and I was imagining if there was money to go towards social programs opposed uh -huh. to law enforcement, right. that to me the most important program there could be would be for people to communicate with each other on both sides, hmm. like a space where the people come together and while they might not agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. They're able to spend time and um, hopefully be able to be with each other where they couldn't be with each other before. Right, right. Because to me, that is communication, being yeah. able to talk about something, mm -hmm. be with it. Mm -hmm. And then we have our commitments and our commitments are all different. Right, right. But at least talking about commitments, we're not fighting about what we agree with or what we disagree with yeah. and having no room for possibility to exist. Hmm. I really like that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of brings it back to what you were saying earlier about your in-laws, how at first you didn't like them, but then you started seeing them as people and not as the people who are against me. Oh yeah, my first opinion was like, um, they're my enemies in a way. Right. And it's total dehumanation mm -hmm. that's I don't think that's a word but I dehumanized <laughs> them yeah, yeah as like if they want to fight well I'm always down for a fight mm -hmm. so I, mm. I, don't, I don't feel that way at all like I love my in-laws very much yeah and to be able to see them as people mm -hmm. and be able to listen to them mm -hmm. and have them know that I, I got what they're they're communicating to me which right. really important to them yeah that that I can let it in over here. Mm -hmm. And I've had rough relationships with her family. And after cleaning up my relationships with her mom, her dad, her sister, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's one of the most beautiful experiences mm -hmm. of my life. And I'm proud to say that, that I love them and I have relationships and I communicate with them. <laughs> That's really beautiful. I mean, I don't think many people can say that. Um, and I know that there's still a lot of relationships in my life that need to be um, tended to and you know I'm trying to come up with the courage to be able to step out and start tending to those relationships so what's a piece of advice that you could offer 
someone in my position or offer me in wanting to pursue better relationships with people? I get a little nervous giving advice, mm-hmm. but I'll do my best. Okay. I think being with the people you care about is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And anytime you're trying to be with someone or even be with something, you're really being with the things you don't want to be with. So what you're saying is you're kind of focusing on all the negative aspect aspects of a person and their personality. Is that kind of what you're saying? Mostly the scary aspects, the aspects that scare me. Uh-huh. So for instance, with my, my stepmom, I always had a challenge being with her. I'd known her since she was 12. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like she was looking out for herself and her daughter, which is my my stepsister. Yeah. And I could never really have a conversation with her because I was afraid to say that. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, decade, decade, decade and a half, I can't say I had the deepest relationship with her. Yeah. And when I was willing to be with that, I'm avoiding mm-hmm. making a mess in her life and I'm protecting myself from mm-hmm. her. I was able to be with her and really have the first relationship with her that was real. Wow. I told her I love you mm-hmm. and it surprised me, wow. you know, putting myself on the line there that mm-hmm. she said I love you back. And I never expected that. Uh-huh. You know, I always thought she mm-hmm. had teeth a mile wide and that I'd surely be dead yeah. if I ever went there. Yeah. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> gets me a little emotional. Yeah, which I think is great because it, it shows that that's something that's really important to you and you were vulnerable and you opened yourself up and you weren't afraid to express yourself into and you wanted to um, you wanted to heal that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think healing is a better word than fixing. You know, yeah. you wanted to heal that relationship. I want. I definitely wanted to have it feel real and authentic to me yeah yeah. and i can say you know having these conversations Mm -hmm. that one of the proudest things for me is watching the chinese side of my family which are my from my stepmom watching them become americans yeah it's just beautiful Mm. They're, they're not who they were when they showed up yeah yeah and i'm not the same these days as i was either yeah, and I, I can attest to that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, like... <laughs> I'll admit, back in the day, I was a bit of a jerk, and I can yeah. still be a jerk some days, but yeah. I'm yeah. not about that. Right, right. You know, sometimes I look back at who I was, like, five years ago, for instance, and I was really opinionated and really judgmental and, you know, was basically very quick to to like close myself off to people if they didn't line up with everything that I thought they should line up with. And when I look back at that, at who I was and the interactions I had, I feel a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. And um, how, how does a person overcome that shame, especially in regards to their past? Yeah, well, first of all, there were periods five years ago with you, I had a hard time being with you. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things I'm, pr- I'm proud of, but I really like seeing who you've become. Mm. Like to know someone can go from opinionated <laughs> to someone I really enjoy being with mm-hmm. is something else. Yeah. 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 And in my yeah. life, I've had periods of, of shame and disgrace. Mm-hmm. There is 
periods where I, I stole stuff yeah. and I cleaned that up with the people I stole and that was really shameful and disgraceful. Mm -hmm. There's been times I've drank too much alcohol and had issues with alcohol yeah. and that was extraordinarily shameful and disgraceful. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's all the small things that aren't as big as those. Right. And for me, the victory is being able to talk about them. Because when I'm in shame and disgrace, the last thing I want to do is ever expose myself. Right. Like right now, I feel like I look bad. And I look mm -hmm. bad because I'm exposing a, a part of me and my past yeah. that, that I'm not proud of. Right. And to be able to overcome that is the real, I don't know, I'll go back to victory again. Mm -hmm. A victory over the past. Right. That um, I can share my story in terms of shame and disgrace. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. Hmm. And if I were to offer someone to, something to everyone else, to mm -hmm. society, it was that there is a way and that it is possible to overcome shame and disgrace and share that. It's not mm -hmm. something where your personality has to be tamped down and you don't get yeah. to express yourself. Right. You know, that, that's really interesting. Um, I think that we often view ourselves as being maybe linear, and we just think, this is who I am, this is who I'm always going to be, and everything that happens to me is, it like stains me for the rest of my life. But we're really not linear, we're like, we're waves. There's ups, and there's downs, and there's mountains, and there's valleys, there's highs, and there's lows but we're never going to be the same. Like we don't just move from point A to point B. Like there's so much that happens in between. Mm -hmm. um, and we change so much that when we look back at who we were, um, we realize we're, we're, not, we're not the same person. Oh, totally. Yeah. I believe that humans can become totally different people mm -hmm. than they were. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest things a human being could do is not necessarily be the person they wound up being from their past. Yeah. Um, in the Bible, whether you're a Christian or not, mm -hmm. I think it's a great metaphor. Mm -hmm. When we become new creatures mm -hmm. through Jesus, through our faith in Jesus. Yeah. And some people might think like, Oh, you're a new creature, so why do you still sin or why do you still have these thoughts? Yeah. And I think the past doesn't disappear. Mm -hmm. Who I wound up being, I still carry it with me. Yeah. And my memories. And I don't forget those things. Yeah. So as a new creature, my past isn't gone. Yeah. But I I can look at who I used to be and who I am now mm -hmm. and I can say those are completely different human beings. Mm. And that, you know, being a new creature mm -hmm. is possible and it's something else. Yeah. You know, the human beings have been a certain way their whole history. Yeah. And to know that it is possible for humans to become a new creature, so to speak, mm -hmm. to me, that's, that's hope. Yeah. And, and just the possibility mm -hmm. of what humans are capable of. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, that brings up another... It brings up something else that it made me think of um, when when I was asking you about how do I how can I overcome the shame of the past, and I had this thought just now that when you I'm not the best at expressing myself 
with words, but I'm going to try and get this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, but when you have those experiences and you look back at who you were and then you see who you are today, you can see how far you've come. And you can experience the freedom and the joy and the peace because you went through the shame and the disgrace and the everything bad and negative in your life, the things that you couldn't be with, the things that you didn't like. Because of that, now you have this joyful, peaceful existence, this experience. <laughs> yeah, like my coworkers at work, what I'm known for, I haven't been there too long, mm -hmm. but I'm known as being very cheerful. Mm. And to me, like, I think people become more resigned about what's possible yeah. and more cynical about life as they, they get older. Right. And that I'm not going that route. And I know why I'm not going that route. Mm -hmm. But to be an optimistic and cheerful, cheerful person and to get that from other people, I didn't create that myself. Other people told me right. I was cheerful. Hmm. Yeah. So then you just kind of took that on and became what people were saying. Is that is that what you're saying? Sure. Wow. What was the question again? I'm a little off topic. Oh. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was just talking about how having the shameful experiences oh. creates like that, creates a more joyful experience now because you see how much you've changed. Yeah, like when I was younger, I thought I was climbing the biggest mountain. I thought I was climbing my own Mount Everest. Uh -huh. And I got to the top and I'm like, that is exhausting. Can life be done? Yeah. Can I have peace? Can you just give me a million dollars and I'll retire? Mm -hmm. But that's not what happened. Right. You know, when I was younger, actually, um, I thought if I wasn't going to be successful in life, I would kill myself at 30. Wow. I didn't like seriously plan it out or anything, but I had yeah. that thought. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, what's the point of life if, if I'm a failure at 30? Yeah. And now I see that after climbing to the top of that mountain, there are way bigger mountains yeah. in my future. Right. And even though I'm getting older, mm -hmm. um, I'm ready to take on more of a burden than I ever have been. Wow. I know the hardest part of my life hasn't come yet, even though right. it seemed like yeah. I went through the hardest part. I went through the depths of hell. Yeah. But no, there's, there's far more to go, and I'm more prepared for that than I ever was. Right. Right, and I think prepared is a great word. Um, I used to look at experiences in life as, well, I mean, this is pretty naive of me, but I saw it as one and done. Like, okay, I've had that experience, it's never gonna happen again. And of course, those experiences, those bad experiences would keep happening, and I was like, what the heck? What's going on? Would, can you just make this stop? You know, please, just, just stop. <laughs> but then, um, after I started accepting life is rough and then you die basically it got easier for me to work through those those bad times um and it helped me it's helped me to prepare for what like things that i'm experiencing now in life yeah you're a mother now i know <laughs> yeah yeah new that's, life i know that's another whole conversation of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um hmm. and what do you see there you know in your own journey and 
what comes next for you? Do you feel prepared? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, to be more specific, because I feel like I'm being really... Ooh, <laughs> um, particularly in the realm of relationships. When I was a teenager, um, some things happened in my family that were that was really painful for me and for my family, and it kind of broke us in 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 ways and it changed us and it changed our family dynamics and it changed me and I thought okay this is like an isolated incident like people don't just people don't do this like that's and it's going to be done in six months and everyone's going to be happy again and six months came and went and things were still messed up and was it like a cycle coming back did it repeat itself in some well it was just it was a family member that had like gone off Oh. And just kind of created created a hole and created chaos in our family, and mm -hmm. um, and that was really hard. And I, being thirteen years old, like I thought, this is this is something that um, people don't just do this. Like this is just a weird anomaly. But as I got older, I saw that um, that that was a common thing in relationships. That people just mess things up. Oh yeah, it's you know? hard to be with the messiness in life. I used to avoid messiness everywhere. Uh-huh, uh -huh. right, <laughs> right. And um, as I matured and got more experience, more life experience, I realized people are just messy. And instead of being afraid of that and running away from it, maybe I need to start embracing it and um, seeking ways to heal that, to find healing in the midst of that chaos and that mess. Mm -hmm. And I think that's helped me, um, that's prepared me for, for a lot of things. Um, but, you know, I definitely have not arrived. Nobody ever arrives, really. Well, I see you as a, a very powerful person. Mm -hmm. And I see you as the leader to take on the things that aren't occurring to you how you want them to. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll be the leader. Yeah. You might be the leader of your family. Mm -hmm if not the leader of a different part of the community. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That's, um, that feels very empowering <laughs> and encouraging. Yeah, well, I know, like, going through life, mm -hmm. that, that there needs to be a leader for something. Yeah. And that, like, after going through the hardest parts of life and just wanting it to be done, Yeah that you're not the only one and I'm not the only one experiencing these things. Mm -hmm. And that if it occurs to us that something's going on and that you're the one who's able to care about it, mm -hmm. that you, you're probably the one who's going to, to be there for others. Yeah. And, you know, be able to take on things bigger than you've already dealt with. Yeah. You know, to me, what's the point of life if you're not going on to take on bigger problems not exactly. to have a harder life right right but to have a powerful life that you love mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's great well eric this has been a really good conversation um i really appreciate your authenticity and your openness and um i really hope that whoever listens to this that you were encouraged to um to take on huge things in your life and realize that um you don't have to be, you don't have to stay stuck in who you are. Like you can change, you can grow, you can be different. And you don't have to be 
you don't have to stay stuck in the shame of who you were, that you can move forward and you can experience joy in your life. Yeah, and that life isn't necessarily how we think it is. There's mm -hmm. always a possibility yeah. that we couldn't even imagine. Right. As human beings, you know, God made us able to do things mm -hmm. that we couldn't even imagine. That's so thank you for having me here. Of course. Of course. It. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast would not be possible without you. Please be sure to subscribe to my channel and share with others.